Hello there, you're listening to the Park Rush Podcast. This is a Thing Park Podcast. I'm Tom. Joining me, as ever, is Josh. Hello there. Hello there, Josh. How's it going? Very good, thank you. Yourself? <sighs> Not too bad. <laughs> I'm still I'm still suffering uh, post-prequel stress disorder. God, yeah. gets to all of us. Yeah, I mean, as of recording, two weeks away from seeing The Rise of Skywalker, which I'm told is the last Star Wars film ever, Josh. They're never going to make any more, ever. Mm. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And so starting a bit later than planned, but I have, uh, with the support, and I'm grateful for it, of my parents sitting with me to make sure I'm not driven too far into is insanity. It, is, is, your fa- is your sister watching it with you as well? No, my sister is not watching it. But we She's have, sacked it off. Yeah, we've started our Star Wars rewatch. She's the sensible one in the film. Mm. Yeah. And we are going all in, so we uh, are watching the prequels. And as of recording, I'm just a few hours past watching The Phantom Menace. And uh, Oh, boy. Yeah, Josh, that, that film is even worse than I remember. Ooh. I, Ah, ooh, ah, yeah. ooh, ah. Yeah, it's really bad, Josh. It's, it's, it's really bad, and uh, yeah, I, I can't quite believe that it got made the way it did. But I, 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 I'm now trying to remember just how bad Attack of the Clones is and was. Because I have a terrible feeling I might enjoy that one even less. Uh, you don't want to sell me death sticks. I know that much. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't dream of it, Josh. Uh, I, uh, Attack of the Clones is bad. Yeah. I like. Yeah. I quite like the ending. Mm. Well, because because it's over. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when when the war starts, I guess is when I. Is what yeah, I but at this like. stage, it probably just looks like a PS2 cutscene or something. Yeah. It probably doesn't look very good. No. The special effects in the Phantom Menace are quite bad. Yeah, I don't think it's. It reminds me of uh, any time someone says that, and I think of what the next worst one is. It's uh, in Home Alone two. He's like getting scared <laughs> by like random people in Central Park. Yeah, he jumps in a cab and he goes, "There's loads of weirdos outside." And the cab driver turns around, who's ugly as hell, and he goes, "Ain't much better in here, kid." <laughs> That's Attack of the Clones. Well, yeah, he's the taxi driver. From the Home weird Clones. thing about the Phantom Menace, watching it now is the reason I liked it as a kid was because of the action figures and I thought Jar Jar Binks was funny because he was stupid. Yes. And then you grow up and you watch it and you think, okay, so I clearly think this is all awful now. But the reason why, or the excuse that George Lucas always gave for stupid things like Jar Jar Binks was, oh, it's for kids. Yeah. And you're like, okay, I think you're not giving kids enough credit, but fine. Yeah. However, the film in general is about trade blockades, Political machinations and taxes. I don't understand what what kids. would kids like about that, Josh. Kids, kids being into taxes. <laughs> to be fair, I, I learned more about taxes through Star Wars than I ever did at school. So you could argue that George Lucas <sighs> has done a public service. Drive the cars. Yeah, my dad wasn't very happy. It keeps coming through. He said, "How many more of these prequels do we have to watch?" And I said, two of them." <laughs> and he said, "This is getting out of hand." <laughs> 
Anyway. But we're, we're, like, all of these characters do sound like they're either from Sesame Street or the Muppets. Yeah, they certainly do. Even Yoda. How, how many of these? How many more of these films do we have to watch? One. Ah, 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 two. Ah, ah, ah. Yeah, they, they should get uh, the, the count to narrate the opening crawls. Episode one. Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> Go from there. But yeah, it's really something. I know Frank Oz Dude, obviously did Yoda in the originals, right? Can we get? Can we get? A... No, uh, no, no one does. Sue. Nobody does. Right. Obviously, we've had. I'm gonna. Frank Oz did Yoda, of course. So clearly, the Muppets do Star Wars is a is a must, right? Mm, I guess. And like they're both owned by Disney. Yeah. Could have a crossover. Impending crossover. Disney Plus. Oh, come on. Muppets do Star Wars. You know, like Family Guy, Star Wars style. Muppet Treasure Island. One of my favourites. Muppet Star Wars. I'd go for that. Who'd be... Who'd be who? Who, What film would you... You'd have to do the originals, I guess. Uh, Who'd be Luke? Nope. Double down. Do the the prequels. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Oh, gosh. Yeah. So t- two more of those to go, and yeah. then on to well, the, uh, um, Ast, Ast, uh, what's his name? Something in Astoria Waldorf, is it? Bless you. The old boys, hey, what? The, the old boys from the Muppets. The, oh, oh yes, they're both Darth Sidious. No, they're the comment. They're the commentary team on the on the pod race. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes, yeah. Well, yes. Um, yeah, so two more of those, and then on to uh, I guess Solo, right? Would be the next one, and then Rogue One, uh, and then four, five, six. Yeah, because Rogue One is just before four. Four. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I haven't watched Rogue One for a long. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll I, check back in next week. How I found. I think this time so next you're, week. Why I, are you doing them in chronological order? Why are you doing that? Or have you already done four, five, and six? No, we haven't. No. Uh, well, if I was watching Star Wars for the first time, I would watch them in release order. But right. we've seen them all. We know the twists. Sure. We know what's going on. Makes most sense, I think, to one, uh, watch them in story order, and also it means you get the. It's a tough way to start, but you, at least you get the prequels out of the way. Yeah. And then you know varying degrees of quality from Solo through to the Last Jedi, but at least they're all watchable. I would say sure. they're all like. None of them are bad, I don't think. If I was to watch them for the first time, shall I tell you the order I would watch them in? Okay. Because I have this written down. Right. Four. For what purpose exactly? You've watched them before. Who's yeah, this for? I just... just for when you meet the lucky lady in your life, if she hasn't seen Star Wars, yes. you're going to whip out this phone note. Yes. Like, it's right. actually a playlist. On, Here we go. On Plex. Okay. So it's all, you just hit play and they go. Okay. <laughs> so four. Mm. Uh, then, uh, then I've gone Rogue One. Okay. Then solo. Right. This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, because st- Rogue One is connected to four, right? So, the, um, is your logic that you won't appreciate the events of Rogue One without yes. having seen what it leads to? Yes. Okay. And so then, why and solo is in there just to get it done over and done with because I don't think it's very good. Right. Uh, then five. Okay. So you get the twist. Mm. Um. Which I'm not going to mention because spoilers. Of course. Uh, then one, two, and three. Right. So, so you see the backstory of the twist. Yes. Uh, then six. Uh huh. Then seven. Then eight. I thought you were going to say then eight and seven just to be <laughs> just weird to... and annoying. <laughs> then nine, <laughs> and then go back and watch seven and eight. Uh, okay. All right. Now that you've explained it, I kind of get it. Yeah. 
Solo doesn't make sense there. No, Solo, Solo just... doesn't need Solo doesn't make sense overall as a film. No, it doesn't fit yeah. anywhere. I think if Solo hadn't come out, or even maybe if it had come out at Christmas, I might I may well just drop Solo because they, they might pointless. they might have um, they might not have got themselves into the position where they now feel like they can't make Star Wars movies for another five years. Yes, they 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 kind of screwed themselves over by yeah. releasing Solo five months after The Last Jedi for yeah. no reason but yeah. anyway Rogue One, Rogue One was really good as well mm. and then they made this other one and it's not good what Solo yeah right yeah no Eight yeah I'm I'm curious to watch Eight again see how see how I get on with it I should, weird I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it in my order okay well, are you gonna? Are you planning to watch them all before you see? The yeah, I'm one? not sure when I'm seeing it yet. So right, um, I haven't got it booked in. Oh, okay. Uh, so it might be New Year's Eve. I don't know. Ooh. Yeah, I might because I'm working New Year's Eve, so I might get a train to the O2. My parents drive up. We can watch it together. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Well, it's something of a Star Wars special this week, Josh, mm. because Rise of the Resistance. Where would you put that in your watching order? Uh, Rise of the Resistance, the POV video of Rise of the Resistance. Where would you put that on Plex? So between eight and nine, I guess. I guess. Hmm. Well, yeah, I think that's where Galaxy's Edge is set. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty sure. It's got to be after. Well, yeah, it has to be after seven, obviously. Yeah. Um, I think you need. Yeah, you need to be after eight because Snoke is spoilers. Yeah. Not in Rise of the Resistance, which implies. He's not about. Yes. Not that he would necessarily be in it anyway. Mm. But I feel like the fact that Finn is like redresses a stormtrooper going about all that stuff. It's like he's he's got he's he's well enough into the rebels. Right. To be you know, and I think like you need the two films for him to get to that level of Yeah, I, I guess. I guess. Cuz he, he has to get over cuz there's those issues that he wants to basically leave during 8, right? Uh, does he? I don't remember. Yeah, because then the woman that got attacked—he wants to go and sa- he wants Twitter. to he wants to go and save Ray, right? He wants to like abandon the resistance. His yeah. main mission to go and get Ray specifically. I don't think he wants to abandon the resistance. But yeah, well, I, don't know. I, I don't know. The all the Finn stuff in eight is bad. Yeah, and then because I can I can never remember her name, but she got massive abuse as well, didn't she? Yeah, bless her. Hmm. Anyway. Rise of the Resistance. It's open. It's open. Hollywood Studios. Oh my God. Florida. Josh, it looks really good. It looks awesome. The reception has been quite outstanding. People saying it's the best ride ever. You know, it's finally tops stuff like Forbidden Journey and Spider-Man as far as sort of immersive dark rides go. I've heard people describe it as the Who Framed Roger Rabbit of the theme parks. Uh, Explain. Because uh, Who Framed Roger Rabbit was the culmination of all that they had learned up until that point in when, film technology. Right. Uh, put into one film, which is an amazing film. It's very good. I watched it last night. Did you? Yeah. Oh. Alongside the laundromat? Uh, I we were I was waiting to put the laundromat on. Right. And How long were you waiting for? You got the whole of the Roger Rabbit movie <laughs> in there while you were waiting. Well, basically from when I came in. <laughs> okay. Uh yeah, and this is the combination of all of theme park technology mm. in one. Yeah, you've got sort of state-of-the-art animatronics. Uh, you've got state-of-the-art screens. Set design is off the scale. You've got screen tech that looks great. Tower of Terror's in there. Projections. And this, it isn't. Some of this, in 
includes in the in the queue. Yeah. So um, I don't know. Do we want to? Obviously, neither of us have, have done it. I, I we have not flown out to Florida in the interim to do the ride. Oh, unfortunately, wish. we have watched as much coverage as we can. I don't We've know. Do lot, you, I've watched a lot of coverage. Do we? Do we want to talk through it and say sort of if you don't want to hear anything about right? Should we? I don't know if we should go like a blow by blow. Maybe talk about it somewhat generally. Just, just, yeah, just, I think to, so. just so that we don't, you know, outright spoil everything. But I would obviously say if you're if you're not bothered about spoilers and you're maybe not going to have the chance to yeah. go on the ride anytime yes. soon, there's there's plenty of good POV videos already on YouTube and yeah, very good places. Ones. Yeah. Um, so the queue, you know, it's fairly perfunctory for you know the, the the sections where clearly they just expect a backlog of people. Yes. You eventually have some stuff to look at. Uh, yeah. X-wing f- fighter suits and rebel outfits and presumably stuff that's been taken from the sets of the yeah. movies. I, I guess you should say first and foremost that there's this virtual queue system in place as well, right? Uh, yes. So you get a loading time, uh, you get a group time, a boarding time, um, and then you have two hours after that in which you can just turn up and get on, but then you still have to queue. Um. And they've been going by eight in the morning. Oh wow! Fully booked for the whole day by eight in the morning. Yeah, I mean that doesn't surprise me. Yeah, it, it's I like mean, going to it's, the butchers. It's the busiest and... time of year for Walt Disney World, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so you, you chuck a, a big, exciting Star Wars ride in the mix, and it's uh, inevitably going to going to be a bit mental. Yeah. It's like trying to go to your local supermarket Christmas Eve to mm. get a turkey, and they're like, "It's Christmas Eve, mate. They're all gone." Yeah, yeah, it's. Uh... Those can be pretty dramatic, almost like smuggling operations. Yes. Trying to get into your supermarket and get out with the turkey. Uh, I don't necessarily recommend it. Buy your turkey early. Yes. Top tip from the yes. Park Rush team. Mm. Have a, Go to your local butchers. Yes, that's what we now do. Yeah, same. Um, Order it well in advance. Go pick it up a few days before. Easy. No yeah. stress. Yeah. Uh, and you're helping out your, your local community. You certainly are. You certainly are. Uh, moving on up through the queue, we see uh, a BB-8, and then we get a message from Ray, Great bait, sort of a, a holographic projection, future Skype, if you will. Future Skype. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I must Rise say, of the Skype Walker. I oh, nice. Thanks. That, that would be Luke's Skype name, wouldn't it? Yeah. Skype Walker. Excellent. Uh, I like Daisy Ridley a lot, but who, who uh, is the Skywalker? What do you mean? Who is the Skywalker that is rising? Who is the Skywalker that yeah. is rising? I don't know. Maybe Luke comes back from the dead. Maybe. maybe rises it's... out of his coffin. This is his mum. His mum's not actually dead. He killed uh, all of those sand people for nothing. Oh, Anakin's mum. Yeah, mean. sorry, yeah. Right. Going uh, all the way back. Yeah. Okay. Why did you have to remind me of that? I'm going to see it for myself soon, Josh. By, oh, the, you... by, the, by the time of the next podcast, I will have probably watched Attack of the Clones, Revenge of the Sith, you get to and find maybe out... Rogue One. You get to find out why sand is bad. Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait, Josh. Yeah. To be I've fair, I, I could rant about sand if you, you know, yeah. if it came down to it. I also, maybe that's the most relatable thing about Anakin, to be honest, is I also think sand sucks. Yes, yeah, same. You know, it gets everywhere. gets in your chips, which is yeah. the worst part. Uh, I, I don't like wearing sandals to the beach because the grit in between my fin- feet and the... Mm. Like, you know whatever the hell that bit's called between your toes yeah that gets on my nerves yeah so I just wear trainers to the beach but then it gets in your shoes the sand yeah but that's not I feel like that's not so bad 
And I don't ever know how it gets in there. Like, I'm not walking as if my ankles are broken, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same thing when you go and play football at five a side and you have all the little black bits, right, on the pitch. Yes. And they all end up in your shoes as well. Yeah. And I get home and I'm thinking, what did... What did I get how? home and my mum kicks off because they're all through the house. <laughs> yeah, you just leave a trail. So, yeah. Mum's wondering where I am when I got back from football. She can just follow a trail of stuff from the fiver side feel like, up uh, to my room. It feels like Great Escape. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm slowly building a five-a-side pitch in my house. <laughs> uh, so yes, I was I was saying I like Daisy Ridley. However, I get the impression that she recorded her bit for the ride, maybe at the end of a long day on set. So I was done. just like, I need to go home. <laughs> yeah. Hello, rebels. You're part of the resistance now. Uh, my friend Finn. Oh. Hang on. What am I saying again? <laughs> my friend. Just get on the ro- Just get out. My friend. Mm. Finn. <laughs> yeah she's not I wouldn't say she's given it her all she's no. not got Oscars in the in the pipeline for she's that. no Poe she's no Poe Poe seems pretty into it Poe loves it yeah I mean most Poe's flying an X-Wing most of the time like yeah why well, wouldn't you yeah that's true I mean it's a Poe just appears on a screen yeah you know classic Star Wars style like when there's loads of X-Wings flying into a a Death Star or whatever yeah, it might be and they're all talking gi- to each other he loves it he gives it all the time he does <sighs> you got Poe and you got one of the fish guys um, not Akbar because he was brutally killed in well, episode 8 off screen yeah, spoilers well, it was a trap so mm. and then Ray is as I say you know the, the Princess Leia style uh, hologram projection yes. thing uh, it's full scale though she's up you know she's it's, it's good she's a full Daisy it's Ridley incredible yeah that technology is pretty amazing it, it certainly is it looks very good yeah uh, and basically the mission you get is that you're going to uh, infiltrate a Imperial Star Destroyer, which Finn already has done. And you're going to be joining him up there. So you, you take off with not Admiral Akbar after you go through these sort of yeah. cool Star Wars arse looking doors. Yeah. And you fly up into space and you get onto the Star Destroyer. And, and for me, maybe the most impressive part of this entire experience, taking in the queue and everything and the ride itself is when you walk into the hangar bay of the Star Destroyer and there's dozens of stormtroopers standing in front of you and an enormous uh, window out into space. Um, yeah, well, I guess it that's just like... just looks sensational. That's like the um, the door, right, into space because mm. that's just like a force field, isn't it? Oh, yes, you're right. Like the way... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how, in, how, how smaller ships dock onto yeah, the... Yeah, uh, like in uh, Attack of the Clones where... Mm. Uh, Anakin is flying the ship all cool and stuff and Obi-Wan's like I don't like flying is that Attack of the Clones I thought that was Revenge of the Sith isn't that the start of Revenge of the Sith is that a re- in, oh, yeah when the the, the great, great banter between the pair you the, know the, the, the two blur into one thing. I hated when he does that <laughs> this is where the fun begins make it stop is that the beginning of that one <laughs> I think so I don't know Josh there's so much great banter no, cause, in cause all two, it's, it's in two both of them it's Attack of the Clones because that's when Oh, uh, the the speed chase through Coruscant. Coruscant. Have you ever yeah. watched the behind the scenes of the prequels? No. So I I went through a spell when I was at school. If I had a sick day, I had two go tos in terms of how to just see Star a Wars sick day or the off. behind the scenes it, of Star Wars. It was either the behind the scenes of the prequels or the behind the scenes of the Lord of the Rings. Oh. I loved watching them both. Um, but going back through it, you can the the difference in how those trilogies were made couldn't be more. Uh, stark it's mad like the the way the prequels were made it is so lazy it's unbelievable and it's clearly a case of one man having too much power and no one being brave enough to say 
that's a bad idea. Let's not do that. It's just everyone going, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's a yeah. great idea. Well, one of them made Star Wars and therefore is the best person ever. Mm. And one of them hadn't made Star Wars. And what's really funny is that George Lucas was clearly at one point gets visibly frustrated with the kid who plays Anakin in The Phantom Menace because he can't pronounce Coruscant. And he keeps saying, Coruscant? <laughs> <laughs> it's really good. I, I, I like to think he knew damn well how to say Coruscant, <laughs> but he was having such purpose. a terrible time, he just started doing it on purpose. Coruscant? Coruscant. Hey, Qui-Gon, are we going to croissant? Damn little kid. Because <laughs> that kid's in something else. Is he? Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, all of my nightmares. Um, Jingle All The Way. He's Arnold's son in Jingle All The Way, is I'm he? pretty sure. Oh, boy. Which is a great film. I'm pretty sure he's given up acting because he got so much abuse for... The Phantom Menace. I mean, frankly, well, because uh, I don't condone abuse in any form, but he's Game of lucky. Thrones guy's given up as well, right? Because he got abuse. Well, I was going to say he's lucky that Phantom Menace didn't come out in the era of Twitter and stuff because it could have been way yeah. worse. Um, so yeah, he was in Batman as well, wasn't he? Um, the Game of Thrones kid? Uh, yeah, he was. Um, what Joffrey? Joffrey, yeah, was in Batman Begins. Yes, I thought you were going to say Anakin was. No, I was like, oh god, he uh, uh, also makes coffee for disney mm. uh anyway moving on back to rise of the resistance so you, you go through the hangar you're being taken i really like how the cast members are dressed in their imperial outfits yes taking it very seriously doing a good job there and then eventually get ushered into your ride vehicle which we've spoken before if you've done ratatouille at disneyland paris it's very similar to that these sort of trackless little uh, ride uh, vehicles yeah um, um, not as big as uh, I think it's two rows of four. Not as big as Spider Man. No. Yeah. So it's basically Ratatouille. Like it looks identical. The doors look identical. Like very or similar. Antarctica March of the Penguin at SeaWorld. Who knew, Josh, that that would inspire the system behind the most technologically yeah. advanced ride of all time? Yes. Yeah. Speaking of Ratatouille, the, uh, the inside of that looks almost done at Epcot. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, I I think uh, anyone who is uh, an Epcot regular and hasn't been, been to, to Paris, Paris. Uh, you should be looking forward very much to Ratatouille. It's a really good ride. Oui, oui. Um, so yes, Rise of Resistance has a similar system to that. I don't think we should really talk in great detail about the ride from this point onwards. You have encounters with certain Star Wars characters, some in the form of screens and projections, which look, I think, very convincing. Uh, others in the form of full-on audio animatronics, uh, which I think look great. Uh, I don't think it's a spoiler to say one of them is Kylo Ren. And the only thing I would say is, you pointed out when we were watching it, he looks a little small. Yeah. So I don't know if you've seen the memes, Josh, but Adam Driver's a pretty buff dude. Yeah. Uh, he's, he, is a, he's a, he is a SpongeBob-ass man. <laughs> he certainly is. Um, but in this, he's lo- he looks a little bit like a cosplayer. Uh, yeah, the, the, it's weird, right? It's not quite as imposing as maybe he could and should be. All your animatronics be. are usually, or have been in the past, uh, very big. Mm. Like, uh, the Lincoln is, uh, the old school Lincoln is much bigger than actual Lincoln. Because <laughs> yeah. the technology, you know, didn't allow it to be as small as actual Lincoln. Whereas now, technology is so good, we've gone the other way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Worth noting also, by the way, that uh, again, you know, I know I said I wouldn't go into great detail, um, but I do think we need to point out, because we brought it up on the podcast before, actors who have crossed the Disney Universal divide. We've previously said uh, 
the rock. This all started when we were talking about the Jungle Cruise yes. movie yes. and whether or not they would ever retrofit the ride to bring in some of the movie. And would that make Dwayne Johnson the first guy to have a presence at Universal and Disney? Because, of course, he's already on the Fast and the Furious Supercharged. Then it got pointed out to us by one of our emailers a few weeks ago that, in fact, Chris Pratt is now actually got that position or, yes. or will do because he is in the new Jurassic World ride at Universal Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, but he's also in Guardians of the Galaxy Mission Breakout at Disneyland. And he's also going to be in Guardians of the Galaxy uh, uh, Cosmic Rewind at Epcot. Yeah, well, yeah. I um, don't think we know have that confirmed. But no, we're I, guess, I think we're assuming, yeah. yeah. Uh, and now, though, we have Donald Gleeson, Bill from Bill. Harry Potter, yeah. who appears in uh, Escape from Gringotts. Yes. He is also Hux in the new Star Wars yes. movies. And hucks it in Rise of the Resistance, which I think therefore makes Donald Gleason a member of that esteemed uh, company he, he, uh, of actors who so are, he would be officially the first one, right? In that case. in Florida for sure. Yeah. yeah, in Florida, yes. Yeah. So Chris Pratt, if, if Chris Pratt is he in the Mission Breakout? Yes, he they're is. All, yeah, they're all in Mission. And Breakout. he's in Jurassic World, so he is he's done it in yeah. uh, California. Yes, but I think Donald Gleason therefore becomes the first actor. Yeah, congratulations. Congratulations to Dommel Gleason. We'd love to hear from you, uh, Dommel. It's podcast at parkrush.com if you want to get in touch. Um, yeah, so he, he um, he's in Rise of the Resistance. Uh, yeah, I, I, so I like him. He's a good actor. From this point, without talking specifics, what are your thoughts on what you've seen of it, you know, from a sort of when ride can perspective? When I get a ticket to Disney World? Well, it's, I don't know. It's up to you, Josh. Um, you got to save up some, some dosh. Because I want to go. Uh, mm. What I want to do is have a two-night stay uh, in a nearby hotel. Right. Which is, you know, not actually a hotel, but like maybe a um, like a cruise through space. Uh, and then go to Batu, is it? Yeah. And then go on Rise of Resistance. And... It looks amazing. Yeah. You just need to save up. Yes. Or you just need to ring up the Disney reps. Credits will do fine. <laughs> uh, no, they won't. <laughs> Credits will do fine. You don't uh, need to see my license. <laughs> uh, yeah, it looks like I think everything I'd probably hoped it would be and more. There are some amazing scenes in this. Yeah. Like, incredible. Like, what, just watching it on the video and I was like, oh. Yeah. Oh. And and you pointed out as well that there are probably, well, there are certainly parts of it that will, prob- will, will be more impressive and look better in person than they do on a video. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, because you don't you don't get the sense of depth and space no. from the video as you would in the in 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 the ride itself, and you also don't necessarily know. You know, there are a few scenes where you could imagine, um, certain, you know, a bit of a sensory overload. So re- not just sight and sound, but potentially also you know wind effects and stuff like yes. that maybe coming into play, and you obviously don't get a sense for that either in the video. So it's going to be a yeah, it looks like it could be a really intense experience. Like you you could look at the video uh, at a very base level and think, oh, it doesn't look that intense. The movement is quite slow and smooth, and there's maybe not a whole lot to be excited about. It's more about what you're seeing and hearing yes. and what you yourself are kind of being put through. But the, I think the video doesn't maybe get across. The, the extent to which you could uh, the, be very involved in the, it. The beginning bit, which you mentioned, mm. uh, where you get into the transporter, yeah, and you go up. Uh, that actually reminds me of old Star Tours. Okay. Because um, obviously, old Star Tours is that you're going on a trip, yeah, and then it mistakenly goes to wherever it goes. Right? It's not like in the new one where it turns out you're actually 
part of the Rebel Alliance and you're a bunch of scum. Mm. Um, <laughs> you know that I I really I appreciate that. Um, just going on a you know casual doing a one thing and then all of a sudden you're doing something else. Mm. Gimmick, I think is I I really enjoy. Yeah, and the drop section at the end as well, which had been much talked about. Yeah, my, pre-launch. Uh, the bit that I keep describing, like Tower of Terror. Yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. I mean, it's not as dramatic a, a fall as no, it's as not Tower of I Terror. It doesn't seem that way anyway. But I think just by nature of the type of ride that it was up until that point, it probably still gets you. I would say. Oh yeah, for and, sure. And um, the way it transitions from the drop into the finale of the ride also seems pretty cool. To yeah, me. it's really impressive. So I'm very much looking forward to it. Seems like what the land needed. Um, by all accounts, the land is is great you know visually and to explore yeah the characters obviously. are awesome walking around and they've started doing a bit more live entertainment as well i don't know if you've seen i think to coincide with rise of the resistance they started putting on as a, a kylo v ray yes. lightsaber fight that they've been doing have you seen the x-wings no they've been they've got they've had for the past or the, past, the opening two days i guess actual x-wings in the sky actual x-wings actual x-wings <laughs> Well, they arrive via hyperspace yes. today and like, hey, everyone, we heard that we should be here for opening. Full-size X-Wing drones. Full-size X-Wing drones? Yes. What? Yeah, they're full-size. Full-size? They're full. not just tiny little things that are really far away to make or them. really close. Or really, yeah. No. What? They're full-size. How does that work? I, I don't know, but they've done it. And they're just, what, are they... they are they officially in, in use now, or are they just testing them? Or? No, well, I've seen footage of them. Um, and yeah, they like it's not doctored UFO footage, is it? No, like <laughs> they, they they go up and then they fly. They're a bit slow for what you for what you'd expect. Oh well, I'm not interested. Then. Yeah, um, and then they then they land again. Hmm. But yeah, actual X wings flying through the sky. Yeah, I think I think the the land because obviously the two rides are indoors. There's not a great deal of sort of like kinetic energy about the place. It's all people just kind of milling about, going yeah. in shops. Uh, obviously some great photo opportunities but you don't necessarily have um it's not maybe the liveliest of lands no. so i think you know stuff some live entertainment this drone stuff that you mentioned can maybe bring some of that to mm. the land because yes. uh yeah i think that 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 would do it some good um but yeah by all accounts the reaction has been excellent people seem to be loving it there's obviously been some technical difficulties i think on opening day they ended up sending a lot of people away who had been queuing but i think they all at least got little slips to allow them to come straight yeah back they gave back was they gave them um open. i gave a lot of people one day passes for the next day oh that's good yeah yeah because obviously i think in this uh you know during the early weeks certainly as it's also christmas um there's every chance that if you commit to queuing for rise of the resistance that is going to be more than half your day probably yeah. at the park gone and then you could imagine you cross over to do smugglers run as well and that's your day you kind of yeah. just you've done star wars and then you yeah, go home great. great thanks yeah so yes i think i think you know it's nice that they've they've got those kinds of gestures in place for people who who suffer the suffer any technical problems but at the same time they should do that like yeah when you pay a hundred bucks or more to come in and then you know you you waste half a day queuing for something that breaks they should be mm. doing all they can really to uh, compensate you i'm curious whether i'm guessing you can't no one's mentioned it as far as i can tell whether you can see tower of terror from here so terror of terror is a big old unit yeah but i don't I know if they've built it in such a way just have to can't. wait and see for yourself Josh. yeah obviously if you're good you could probably see 
Star Wars from Terror of Terror, right? I mean, you, it'd be a passing glance mm. as you drop suddenly. But yeah, yeah, I, I guess potentially. Mm. Um, but yes, that's open. I'll be doing it in April, hopefully. Oh boy, yeah. So it's actually that far, really. I cannot wait. That's quite close. I can't wait till April to hear what your thoughts are. Well, I'll uh, I'll uh, Skype walker you from yeah. the queue <laughs> and be like, "Hey there." I'll, uh, uh, I'll make sure to subscribe to the podcast so I can find this out. This is my friend Ray. <laughs> She's telling me what I need to do to save the resistance. Uh, hopefully I live up to her expectations mm. and then I can ask her out. Uh, in other Star Wars Disney and World news, no. Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, mm. which is uh, the Star Wars hotel uh, in more common parlance, it's got an opening year. 2021. 2021. Yeah. Uh, which is the anniversary, right? 2021 is the Disney World anniversary, 50th. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. We talked about this in quite great detail yeah, a few a hotel. weeks back. It's, it's a cruise. Yeah, it's a cruise. My apologies. Yes. I'm always getting that wrong. It's a star cruise. Yeah. I mean, now that we know that there are X-Wings flying around, there's going to be some, some air traffic. Yeah. Be careful before they lift off yeah. into the into the great unknown. I, I quite appreciate that it's a two-night all-immersive adventure, not an all-inclusive. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I that's a good question, actually. So, obviously, all the, uh, all the, uh, the food and the drink and all that stuff, is that going to be... Surely that's included in that overall price. Uh, Surely you do not have to spend any more money on board once you are there. Like everything, surely is included. You can't. You're not going to turn up to lightsaber school and then be like, "Okay, hi there. Yeah. So if you want to do this, you need your own personal lightsaber from Batu, <laughs> which is two hundred dollars. <laughs> We're not giving them out willy nilly. No. Yeah. Build your own. Yeah." I mean, I'm I'm gonna build my own. Cause I'm a sucker. Yeah. You know what else I'm gonna do? Probably build a droid, Josh. Yeah. I'm gonna spend hundreds of dollars in this. Are you gonna get the backpack place. so you can carry the droid on your back? Yeah. Why not? Then I can bring him to work when I get back. Well, okay. <laughs> yep. There'll be there there'll be baby Yodas for sale by that point, right? Uh oh. Yeah. I I saw people actually getting sort of angry on Twitter because they want baby Yoda merch and none, there's nothing. There is none. No. It seems like... I mean, Disney must have had some idea that Baby Yoda was cute. Baby Yoda, by the way, being from The Mandalorian. I, I've not watched any Mandalorian. All I've seen are memes. So, I mean, I guess one of the, the coolest things or the, the most iconic things already from The Mandalorian... Okay, I guess technically I've been spoiled on because I'm, I'm just seeing memes from everyone Spoilers. in America. But yes, it seems as though there's no Baby Yoda merch. Disney just announced a bunch, actually, but it's not coming out till next year. So there's no Baby Yoda merch around for Christmas. So whether or not there's Baby Yoda merch about by the time I'm at Galaxy's Edge, I don't know. I hope but so. If there is, uh, we'll see. Uh, obviously, Josh, neither of us can watch The Mandalorian because Disney Plus isn't out here until uh, yeah, absolutely March the 31st, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. So um, we'll just have to wait to yes. experience Baby Yoda the, for ourselves. Have you seen the... Uh... So have you watched episode four of the uh, Imagineering story? Uh, I haven't. No. Oh, you haven't yet? I haven't watched the fourth one, though. Okay, fair. All right. We'll save that for next uh, week. I'm uh, sorry. Yeah. March. March, yes. Yeah. Um, have you seen the one where the baby Yoda's in the cockpit and he keeps pressing all the buttons? Yes, I have. And he presses one, it's Toto Africa. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the internet. That's from the latest episode that I haven't watched. Right, okay. 
how many episodes are there going to be of The Mandalorian? Eight to ten. I can't remember exactly. Right. But it's around that number. Okay. Cool. Uh, yeah, so that's Galactic Star Cruiser. We've talked about it before. There's... It's this uh, this all immersive adventure where uh, yeah the the whole point is that you're meant to really feel as though you're on a Star Wars cruiser you're out in space um, it's the type of thing that you know if you go all in and you you buy into it fully you're probably gonna have a great time if you're someone who just wants to know where the goddamn lose are and everyone's talking to you in stupid Star Wars lingo and won't just say it's over there you might get a bit frustrated but uh, two finger point yeah. That's that. That's 2021. 2021. That's when that's coming. So, yeah, lots of Star Wars going on at the moment, Josh. Um, lots of Star Wars. Speaking Star Wars of wretched, all day, every day. Speaking of wretched hives of scum and villainy, Swanscombe. Oh, UK Disneyland. <laughs> yeah. Uh, a staple of the Park Crush podcast is updates on the Will yeah. It, Won't It London Resort. HousingEstate.com. Yeah, which has been... Uh, earmarked for an industrial wasteland in Swanscombe, Kent, which is just up the road, really, from the studio here. Yes. <laughs> um, this project has, was announced getting on for a decade ago. God, but scary. God, I mean, that's, that's pushing it. It was, what, 2012, I think? Getting on for a decade. Uh, I guess it kind of is, isn't it? So, uh, yeah, and multiple delays, funding issues, uh, disputes with local business owners who don't want it, disputes with local residents who don't want it, Um Plenty of reasons to doubt as to whether or not this will ever happen. But they keep talking about it. There's been some dramatic developments over the sort of the last year or so. Uh, partners and studios yeah. that had seemingly dropped out, Pies coming back bowl, on board. Get involved. Notably Paramount. Yeah. Uh, but who, they're like Pi- the Italians in the wars. Bloody <laughs> <laughs> Paramount. Um, Pai Jabot, did you say? Yeah. Remind, the, remind us of who he, he is. He is head of uh, the London Resorts holding company right and what's his background uh he was disney he was euro disney right uh millennium dome ah yes we talked about him in we, he did an interview with a sort of trade magazine yes. some few uh, months yeah. back and we we got hold of that and and went through it and yeah i'm it still was, getting emails from that it, trade company it was quite interesting because he was almost downplaying the the whole thing as a as a traditional thing part yeah. you know he was trying to i think set expectations low put expectations in check for yeah. people who are expecting this to be the UK's Disneyland which is still how all the tabloids here are describing it as to the point where you know you mentioned before we started recording there have been some you know theme park bloggers and whatnot who have been like yeah this is not actually a Disney project but UK Disneyland has become such yeah. so synonymous with mainstream this project. media in the UK is a hive of scum and villain <laughs> uh, not all of us Josh yeah. No. Uh, <laughs> um, but yes, this is not a Disney project. This is also no longer called Paramount Park. However, Paramount are still involved. They will be lending some of its IPs to the project. Uh, now, Was it ever actually called Paramount Park or was that just the I name? I think it was London Paramount was actually right, the name. Course, yeah. yeah. Um, even though it was going to have BBC and ITV even at that point. Yeah. So for the first time in a long time, though, we've actually got some updates of genuine substance i would say in the form of artwork which now they released artwork for this project way way back i think when it was first announced and And up until now that was always the artwork news sites would use even though it was probably not representative at all of the current state of the project double decker buses yeah uh now we've got updated concept art which is actually more detailed and than any we had before but also looks 
very different. They've also released a kind of uh, a concept map of how they envisage the park to look yeah. and the lands that it will involve. So let's just go through the land. So I do. I think we joked about this, and I'm actually glad it's come to fruition. Is that their Main Street equivalent? The entrance to the park is High Street. Yeah. Uh, we have joked before about it being High Street, and therefore will it just be betting shops, charity shops, McDonald's, half of which are shut. Yeah. Cash uh, converter. <laughs> uh, Greg's. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> Oh, if they don't have a Greg's in there. <laughs> Instead, you know how all parks, theme parks, uh, you know, major theme parks, Disney, etc., have Starbucks. Yeah. This one has Greg's. Greg's. That would be great. I guess if you're going to go coffee, you'd have to go Costa. Costa. That's a British brand, right? Mm. That used to be owned by Whitbread. Well, it's owned point. by Coke now, right? So yeah, I guess it is. technically it's an American brand. Mm. It was a UK. It was owned by Whitbread at one point, which mm. um, I can't remember what Whitbread make beer and stuff, I believe. Um. So yes, uh, jokes aside, I think that's quite fun uh, that it is called High Street. Yeah, uh, and then we've got the studio, which is, I think, self-explanatory. That's going to be its sort of uh, movie, TV production, backstage-looking area. MGM. Yeah. Uh, then we've got the woods, mm. uh, right next to the kingdom, and uh, based on the descriptions, as you say, Josh, they sound very similar indeed. Yeah. They may well end up almost being like. I don't know, the woods might be a sort of sub-land to the it's kingdom. It's quite a small land by the looks of things. So. Yeah, but I think they're going for a sort of fantasy medieval vibe with them both. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, the the, the f- font they've used I don't, looks a bit like um, that musical film with Anna Kendrick and... Oh, Into the Woods. Into the Woods. Mm. The font looks a bit like... Have you seen that film? Yeah. Is it good? I, li- I liked it. Speaking of Anna Kendrick... Who's great, by the way. Yeah. Apparently that new Christmas movie on Disney Plus she's in is actually quite good. Oh, really? Well, I mean, I one podcast I listened to said it was, quite... said it was good. I mean, it uh, couldn't be any worse than last Christmas. Noel. Noel, is it? Noel. Yeah. I don't is that know her who... name? Uh, I don't know. But she's in that, and I don't know who else is in that. Someone else is in that. Okay. Uh, let us know, podcast. Have you seen... <laughs> uh, uh, I saw Letterboxd do this like, Twitter feed retweets other people and one of them has a list of films where it's Christmas films where the male and female characters are wearing red or green and it's basically every single Christmas film. <laughs> it's quite scary. Did you watch the Christmas film with um, Kurt Russell? The Netflix one last year where he plays no, Santa? No. no. Yeah, that one was okay. Yeah, It literally felt like it got made in the 90s oh. and someone lost the tape. And then they found it and thought, let's put it on Netflix. He's in uh, Once Upon a Time, right? Kurt Russell? Yes. Yeah. He is. Yeah. He's yeah. also in uh, Escape from New York and Escape from LA. He is. Yeah. Um, Snake Pliskin. Moving on. Snake. Back to, <laughs> back to the map. The Isles. Uh, so I don't know what that will be. Uh, that also looks kind of fantasy. Yeah, but there's... um. Maybe piratish, maybe piratish. Yeah, um, I get there's quite a lot of this sort of. I mean, it's obviously all, pretty much all fantasy, but <laughs> yeah, this whole thing is yeah, fantasy. It's fantasy. Uh, so this is where they're putting the condos, uh, <laughs> bungalows over here in the Isles. <laughs> the Isles actually uh, isn't where you, is it where you usually stay at Florida called something called the Isles, isn't that called? Uh no um the 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 where the house is you mean yes 
Um, is that where I usually stay? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it's where I normally stay. Where, where do we normally stay? What is that called? Windsor Palms. Oh, okay. I think ours is called like Emerald Islands. What? Emerald Islands? Emerald oh, Emerald Islands. Islands. Yeah. Or you I- said islands in a really bizarre way there. Uh, uh, lands. Well, I wasn't sure whether it was Isles or Islands. Or okay. Ir- Islands. Mean, that, that shouldn't affect how you pronounce the Isle part of either of them. Oh, I just got caught up thinking about it. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, then we've what got... What they should have called it was Isles uh, with an A. The... Like, say no's. Okay. <laughs> um... Then we've got the jungle, which looks like Jumanji font there. I'm pretty sure they've just nicked it. <laughs> who is who makes Jumanji? Sony. Oh, yeah. okay. It's, no, Paramount's not Sony. That's uh, Columbia. That's Columbia, yeah. Because yeah. um, that would be quite cool. Jumanji would be cool. That'd be a big selling point, I think. Well, he's been talking, hasn't he, about um, sort of VR experiences quite a lot. Pajibo, I mean. He, uh, we. Uh, and obviously, modern day Jumanji is a, is a video game it's a video. thing. It's true. So maybe uh, maybe that would work. Actually, we'll, we'll see. I don't really know if Sony has a great. You know, does Sony have a relationship with any theme park out there at the moment? I can't really think of any off the top of my head. I no, mean, not off the... it's difficult to to sort of think off the top of my head of Sony movie properties of that. Well, Men in Black is that Sony? No, it's Universal, surely. Is it? Yeah. I wanted to say, I thought it was Sony for some reason. I thought the only... Uh, I would have thought it was Universal. But... I'm going to look it up, Josh. I'm going to look it up. Uh, moving on in terms of the map while I do that. Cause, Star, cause Starport. If that's not Universal, what the hell is that park is... Uh, Transformers. Is Tra- that Universal? Transformers is Universal and... Fast and Furious is Universal. Yeah. Harry Potter's not. Um, E.T. is Amblin, right? Um, That's not Universal, technically. Yeah. Um, Distributed by Sony Pictures. Oh. It is a Columbia Pictures film and Amblin Entertainment, weirdly enough. Oh. That's Men in Black International, by the way, which I haven't seen. The, the new Men in Black Yeah, movie. I was going to find a way of watching that and then didn't because... Sounds bad. On paper, it sounded like it could be a pretty good way to refresh that series. I like Chris Hemsworth. I like Tessa Thompson. But all it really did was prove that... I like... Uh, Chris Hemsworth yeah. is... Apart from like the Marvel movies, and even some of those he's been in are not great. Uh, even if he in himself is not a bad actor, or you know does what he does well, at least. Yes. Um, he's in a lot of garbage. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, quite a lot of yeah the his the majority of his standalone stuff are in the avengers is bad uh yeah i guess you could you could argue that there's only one good thor film yeah yeah anyway i don't think that the first thor i don't think holds up no i like the bit where he goes into the pet shop and uh asks for something big enough to ride yes uh, that's quite and the, funny and the bit where he um every time he takes a drink he smashes the yeah that's good but yeah, Thor one is not great. It's some of Natalie Portman's worst work, other than the prequels. Yes. I would suggest. Uh, um, Thor two. Thor two is really bad. Real bad. Yeah. Um, only good thing about that is that it was filmed at Greenwich. Oh yeah, it was. Yeah. 
on the tube as well. Yeah. And has Chris Evans in it doing an impression of Chris Evans, essentially. Yes. Which is quite fun. It was quite cool. I went to, I, we went down to Greenwich Market, a bit of local news, I guess. But uh, this was in the summer um, and we was wandering around and I was like, I took my nephew over to the old Naval Academy and I was like, this is where they filmed Thor. <laughs> He's like, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's Asgard, man. <laughs> Look at it. It's so cool. <laughs> um, The final part of this map is Starport. Mm. Is this where Star Trek's going to go, Josh? Looks yeah. very small. Red Dwarf. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, it does look very small, but then I guess you just... Starport is kind of more... Uh, hologrammy VR-y stuff, I would imagine. Maybe. Sim based. Huh. We're gonna get Star Trek's Rise of the Resistance, Josh. <laughs> oh, imagine. Yeah. Um I mean that's the only way to go with Star Trek, right? You know, Star Trek's just Star Star Trek and Star Wars as enemies. Need... Yeah, I mean to be honest, of the two Star Wars rides uh, at Galaxy's Edge, the one that probably translates better to a Star Trek is actually Smuggler's Run. Uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew Uh, that's the name of the game already actually they probably couldn't call it that Uh, well I mean if they own the IP then why not Mm. yeah I guess Uh, so that's I think think they've got to do one of them right that's That's, got to be a Star uh, Trek thing that happens is like a bridge crew kind of uh, deal yeah you'd imagine so for sure Um, yeah like a, a ship like a simulator yeah everyone gets a job on the bridge yeah, and, uh, the high street's actually pilot, bigger. Pilot and navigate the ship. The high street's bigger than the starport. <laughs> um, yes, that's true. Uh, yeah, they're they're just gonna sort of get loads of helicopters in and pick up Swanscombe High Street <laughs> and just, just drop it, it somewhere else. <laughs> it's half of it boarded up. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, flat pack High Street. <laughs> it's easy to transport. Over to the industrial estate. <laughs> um, so that's the London Resort. Do you reckon we get a co-op in the high street? Oh, actually? I would hope so. Because that, I mean, that used and to a be weather, a staple. And a weather spoons. The one in Dartford, a bit of local knowledge again, I know, used to be the uh, head office of the South East. Oh, wow. Co-op. Uh, now, nothing, but soon to be a cinema. Ha! Um, well, well, we'll see. Yeah. Um, so, yes, that is the London Resort. Um I mean, look, it's uh, impossible, impossible not to be cynical about this. But if you had told me two years ago, or maybe even less, that we'd be getting concept art of this scale and detail, relative detail, uh, in 2019, I would have said, good one, mate. Yes. As if we're going to get that. And yet here we are. Um, whether on this, Whether or not this is actually the signs, you know, the green shoots of recovery... Or whether it's just, uh, you know, one final um, throw of the dice from a sinking ship. I don't know, but either way, it's cool to see it, I guess. I didn't realise that this was going to be a two-park resort eventually. Yeah, I mean, frankly, the the idea of it being a two-park resort when we're doubtful as to whether it'll even be a one-park resort is uh, ambitious, to say the least. I still reckon the first park's going to open in 2024. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what? Just one year after Epic Universe. Like, 
Good one. Yeah, I don't see it personally. I mean, they're going to have to. I mean, Epic Universe. I mean, Brexit is not going to be done by 2024. No, so. Ep- Epic Universe is. Uh, I mean, it's silly to compare them. I know, but just got announced. Due for 2023, they're starting work as far as I can see already. They've. I think they've already like they've been doing groundwork for mm. a while. Yeah, and it's a massive, massive space bigger than this. Yeah. And 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 this is, you know. This hasn't even got planning permission. This is, the th- you know, they they need to get planning permission yeah. to build this thing, and they haven't got it. Um, they they need to get that next year, and and that has been they've kept putting that off. I mean, you go back four or five years, and you can read news articles yeah, like, about how the London Resort is trying to get planning permission. It's it's ridiculous. Universal's done fireworks testing with the local uh, companies and everything. Like, mm. London Resort has spent seventy million pounds and has nothing to show for it. Yeah. Exactly. That's a lot of money to spend yeah. for nothing. Yeah, a bit like Arsenal and Nicola Pepe. Oh, oh absolutely savage put down there. <laughs> um, they have got contracts with a lot of people, though. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I assume, actually, the issue with Paramount last time was that that contract probably just expired. It's probably, There's, there's yeah. a good chance that might have been the case, rather than Paramount actually making a decision to rip it up. Yeah. Whatever the case may be, Paramount have obviously been given enough encouragement to re-sign. So we'll see if it comes to anything, but I'm uh, sure yeah, we'll I'm... keep checking in with it uh, in 2020. So EDF's in bo- on board to do solar energy and wind power oh. for them. Uh, Radisson Blue hotel chain signed up yeah. to put a hotel on the property. So Well, it'll open and then obviously uh, on our new overlord, Jeremy Corbyn, will nationalise the whole thing park yes. by 2026. Yes. So... Look forward to that, Josh. Yeah. It means you don't have to pay to get in, though, because you're paying taxes to fund the whole thing anyway. It's true. Mm. That's how that works. Brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I get it. Taxes. I watched The Phantom Menace last night, Josh. <laughs> I'm all clued up. I know exactly how taxes work. Oh, are, um, we, are we part of the separatist? Are we a separatist now? Is I that, guess. Yeah. 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 I guess. Does that mean Jean-Claude Juncker is playing us against the EU on purpose? I don't know. I don't know. I, 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 I. I mean, he is. The more I think about the Phantom Menace, the more mad that it is. I mean, there is a scene in that film. There's a sequence that takes place in basically Space House of Commons, oh, where they have a vote of confidence against the Supreme Chancellor, and it's like, I this is just the it. news. But everyone's dressed in, you know, ridiculously. And it, however, what I will say is that. So you mean the House of Commons? Unlike the House of Commons, Josh, there aren't people getting shouted down constantly. There is a, a respect and yeah. decorum in the space parliament that allows people to actually talk and get their point across. That's probably the worst thing about the House of Commons. And, is they're uh, all a bunch of children. And it's all fine. Exactly. Uh, if they, I acted like that at my place of work, I might have been sacked. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. In the galaxy far, far away. Uh, I think that's going to do it, Josh. That's been a lot of Star Wars. And um, I mean, we've got a lot more Star Wars to come over the next couple of weeks. There certainly is. Um, as I say, look forward, please, to my esteemed views on Attack of the Clones. <laughs> please look forward to them. And Revenge of the Sith next week. And maybe also, so I don't know how many I'm going to fit in. My I'm not on the most uh, film-watching friendly work shift this coming week. Also, I don't know if you've heard, but there's a general election this week, Josh. Sorry, which I'll be, Wait, I'll be working on. Which I'm, it's yeah. Somehow it's now what four days away, five days oh, it's away. Thursday, isn't it? Yeah. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah. Um. So we'll we'll wait and see which Supreme Chancellor, I mean Prime Minister, will be leading us on I Friday. Am the Senate. <laughs> 
I mean, would you put it past him if he came out on Friday morning? If he's one and he's like, I am the government. And like, no. And I, this is how democracy dies, Tom. <laughs> With thunderous applause. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, if you want to get in touch, as I've said a few times here, because, you know, I'm convinced... That people want to get in touch with. Just us. off topic. Oh, uh, I saw. A... <laughs> unlike, unlike everything else. Yeah. Uh, the Simpsons. Okay. Uh, Matt Groening et al. Are, mm. are time travellers once again. Oh. There's a shot from uh, London in one of the Simpsons, and in the background is a tall um, shape building that looks like it kind of goes and narrows near the top, and this was made before. The shard was even conceptualised. Oh, yeah. Why has this suddenly come up? Uh, I saw a Twitter thing about it. Okay. Yeah. Fine. But obviously, we're talking about Param- London Paramount, uh, Disney, UK's Disneyland. Disney owns Simpsons. <laughs> okay. Simpsons episodes. I'm getting. I'm seeing yeah, how yeah, your yeah. mind works there. Yeah. It's just ticked along. Well, to... you know, the Simpsons seem to be very good at predicting things, mm. like uh, the Clinton Trump. Yes, actually, you're right. Yeah, that is it's quite scary and all that stuff. Uh, them being uh, ending up being owned by Disney, right? There's yeah. a bit in the Simpsons movie where Bart puts a bra on his head and goes, "I'm the mascot for an evil corporation," <laughs> uh, which is quite funny. Apparently, Disney have told the Simpsons guys that that you can still take the piss out of us. Right. Which, well, I would hope so. Yeah. Um, um, and apparently, they are going to fix the four three issue on Disney Plus in the new year. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Uh, I I wouldn't want to watch The Simpsons until they fix that on there. Yes, there's so many gags that you miss. Mm. Such a shame. Uh, anyway, podcast at parkrush dot com. That's the email address. Does that mean they own Futurama as well? I, I don't know, Josh. Parkrush podcast on Instagram, Josh. Also on Twitter. Although I haven't really done anything on no, there. No, but yet. If we you are back on Twitter. Get on the ground floor, folks. Mm. Get on at the ground floor. Uh, you can find every episode we've done, along mm. with some handy playlists at parkrush dot com. Our Twitter handle, our Twitter feed is. <laughs> got as much work done as the London result. Yeah, and we haven't spent £70 million pounds on it. No. Um, and you can obviously subscribe on your favourite podcasting app and leave us a review as mm. well. Thanks very much for listening. May the force be with you. Goodbye. Goodbye.